everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Today we have our drinks ready because we're going to need them because we're covering Evil Eye with Bavna from Bloody Bronze. Welcome, Bavna. Welcome back, I should say. (laughs) A very different movie from the last time we saw you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately. (laughs) This continues our month of She Already Didn't Had Herses where we are celebrating women who get to have weapons and agency in the horror genre. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, yes. this did deliver that. It's one of the things it did give me, yes. <laughs> yes. And it, yes, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> but so this is Bob's second time on the pod. Last time she'll be recovering... What was that movie called? Was, Only Lovers Left Alive. Only Lovers Left Alive. I was like, it's one of the long titles that I can't ever remember. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston. Tom, I was like, it's got Tom Hiddleston and Tilda. That's all you Tom need to know. It should have been called Tom and Tilda. <laughs> oh my uh, God, yes. Where's that movie? That, <laughs> that movie? It would have done better at the box office if it was called <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so, Bob, now give us an update. What y'all got going on over there at Bloody Broads? Well, um, we're doing a themed month this month. It's uh, Fun in the Sun or a variation thereof. And uh, this is the second week of March, and we should be having our first episode uh, dropping. That should be old. So that's a, you're in for a doozy on that one. <laughs> I haven't seen I have it yet. I have not seen it, and I don't know that I want to, but we'll probably get to it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to everybody. <laughs> we're coming for you, M. Night. Get ready. I mean, much like today, I watched it for the culture. <laughs> there's a lot of movies i watch just for the culture and then i just things, quietly go away <laughs> the things we do for the culture sheree the things we do, <laughs> the things we do. <laughs> uh yeah so other than old <laughs> what have you been what horror have you been watching reading playing living? actually I, I just finished watching archive 81 last week is it good i mean it's been on my list it's like a mindfuck it's like oh. it like it, you kind of have to pay attention mm-hmm. and like so, the first couple episodes I was kind of like what the hell am I wa-? like what is the point of this like is this like going to be something that's like way over here but then when they bring it all together I'm like so I need to be sober when I watch it yeah the <laughs> one day year. would be fun but you would probably miss out on a lot of things <laughs> or you, you know what the show makes you feel like you are high so you can watch it sober uh gotcha gotcha best of both worlds <laughs> <laughs> and remind the listeners where they can find you and your podcast or any other pl- projects you want to plug yeah you can find the pod bloody broads on twitter and instagram we're at bloody broads pod and if you want to send us an email it's at bloody sorry it's bloody broads pod at gmail.com if you want to find me if you just want to find my shit posts and uh <laughs> and about it basically about how tired i am 90 percent of the day uh you can find me on twitter at the lucky charms that's s-h-a-r-m-s and then on instagram at the lucky charms with little underscore at the end awesome yes give them a follow and subscribe to the pod they're great yes like one of one of the podcasts that understands how to like do the critiquing without just being like we're fanboys of this problematic asshole (laughs) (laughs) like so many other places and people (laughs) (laughs) yes so but we got a lot to talk about so (laughs) let's get into evil eye well, like, I was excited to see this because South Asians never really get any kind of representation ever in horror, like, or at least in Western horror. Like, the only representation I see is in, like, Hindi movies or, like, South Asian movies in general. So it was just, like, or if you do see them in, like, English language movies, they're just, like, the little poindexter in the computer lab or, like, you know, the jealous little nerd boy, usually, that, like, wants to burn it down because some girl turned her down, turned him down, like, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of shit. So it was, like, I, I was excited to see something that was actually trying to root itself in the culture. <laughs> That that's part of the reason I ran at it because like we all know Blumhouse has a 
it has a checkered past when it comes to representation, <laughs> to put that nicely. And yeah. so I was like, you know what? I've never seen this movie made <laughs> from any like of the American houses. Let's do it. Let's go. And yeah. I went in and I was the easiest audience member and they hurt me. And I was like, well then. Like it was it like they they just okay, I had expected some bullshit, you know, I had expected some like, you know, we're gonna sugarcoat this or we're going to make this like really easy for like non-Indian or non-Hindu audiences to get. But even with that, I wasn't expecting this. Cause I didn't not I mean, I could tell they dumbed it down, but I still didn't get it because they never spent the correct time with the correct things if that makes sense like yeah. they should have been explaining like what the mom was going through they were i was getting this love story <laughs> yeah that moved really fucking fast i because they had to give us so much forced exposition in order to not get lost that's how i know that this was not <laughs> this was not really thought about and given care because yeah. like there's like two specifically when the father tells the daughter about the mother's history which nobody ever told her which is suspect um yeah. <laughs> and then like the mother is also telling her uh, and she's like if you have to give so much exposition then it's not there make it make sense on the page and then people can have actual conversations with each other and like even if you took out the the bullshit reincarnation bit she still should have told her daughter especially if they had that kind of a relationship like she definitely should have told her daughter like hey by the way accidentally killed the dude in self-defense right <laughs> right because you know, he kind of clocked my head off a fucking cement bar so right. so when you see me act this way around men it's due to this trauma that i've had in my life which is i mean i feel like the daughter when she found out about it she was very like oh my god yeah like i kind of uh, helps me understand where you're coming from more yeah exactly i i just they talk every day or they talk every day until <laughs> this happened and i was like this never came up you were never like oh my boyfriend before your father was problematic which is why i'm concerned for you I feel like they did not give I, I might be butchering her name. Was it Usha? Usha's the mom, yeah. Yeah. I feel like they did not give Usha enough support because she did seem like a woman who was just like unhinged. Cause like she was like, Oh, I looked at the calendar. Oh, <laughs> he said a thing. And I was like, you need to give her more because right now I I'm also not on her side and I'm going through it with her. And I'm like, what are we seeing? Right. Like I wanted to see more behavior from the love interest to make me feel like okay there there were a couple times i was like okay this seems weird but it wasn't enough of it to be like okay now she's in danger and a mom needs to like it just never added up for me until the last like 30 minutes that's when we have stakes this is a <laughs> stakeless movie <laughs> especially yeah. it's all done over hey 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 good hindus don't eat beef okay so there are no <laughs> stakes <laughs> <laughs> But I'm shy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had to. Thank you. <laughs> but it just, it felt like it was really, really flat until the end. And then it's like, oh, let's all show up. Because it's mostly done on phone calls, which is also hard to convey all of that. Because you have people talking into phones. And yeah. like, I'm worried for you. And it's like, be in the room. Be in the mm -hmm. scene. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the mom should have gone to her earlier. Mm -hmm. If she's no. that concerned. And by doing all this, they relied more on the stereotypes to, like, carry the film and to, for us to kind of fall back on, like, oh, she's just obsessed with getting her married because that's what Indian mothers do. And like, especially you know, everyone around of, her was doing the same, oh, she's got a boy, oh, does she doesn't have a boy, oh, what's going on? And all the women yeah. around her were doing the same thing. So, yeah. yeah, I was really playing up that stereotype. And it's like, that stereotype is fine. Like, it's everywhere. People left me alone in my late 20s, and I'm like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's a thing. <laughs> it's like I I wanted them to just do more because like on paper we have generational trauma, we've got toxic mm -hmm. masculinity, and these are things that I'm all here for when we actually do it. But like we were just like flirting with it, so it was like in passing, and so yeah. we don't we don't get it until the end. And it's like by then I'm already mad, and I'm not really like trying to engage. Yeah, yeah. by that point I've already checked out. <laughs> Yeah, like the the only part of this movie I really enjoyed was the last thirty minutes. Sans that weird random doctor in the last scene, I was like, why is he here? Why does he need to be here? I like, like go away. Like, why liked, do we need to like double down on the stereotype? Why? And I liked that conversation with the mom and the daughter when she's like, "What happens if he comes back?" And the mom's yeah. like, "Well, you'll teach your daughter to protect her." Like, I liked that kind of camaraderie and 
that, but I don't, it, yeah. <laughs> that got so heavy handed so fast. Oh, it was real heavy handed. Yeah. <laughs> I was so mad because I was like, this has been your thesis, but you haven't addressed it. And they're like, oh yeah, we're about to hit credits. This is men. We can do better. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I rather you just keep not addressing it. You're yeah. going to go heavy handed. <laughs> I feel like they were like, why, why, why don't we make this movie again? Oh, that's why we made it. We got to put that in here somewhere. It's like Mama they forgot they a were a horror film. Yeah, it's like it's like they forgot it was a horror movie until the last thirty seconds, and they're like, "Oh shit, right, yep, yeah. boop." Yeah. <laughs> it's like this isn't an after school special. What? <laughs> 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 um, I I think we kind of hit on this too earlier, but mm-hmm. like I think one of the things this this film was missing the most of is just an attention to detail. Mm-hmm. Like there were so many moments that I was like, "Wait, but that doesn't make sense because of this other th- like for one one of the biggest things up top that I was mm-hmm. like, "What the fuck." When he first meets her and he mm-hmm. sits down with her at the coffee shop, he just leaves all his shit at the other table, the tablet, the, his coffee. Like, what? That doesn't make, that's not realistic. Let me tell you, no brown person will be doing that. No. <laughs> right. We know how much this shit costs, no matter how much money we have. No, 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 no. We protect our electronics at all costs. Listen. Yes. And that attention to detail and like building his character so that it is believable that he is this evil, born again entity <laughs> Let, let's talk about that because like he he one of the things that really fucked me up <laughs> is that like the mother assumes that sandeep is like this old boyfriend of hers that she accidentally killed and never talked about again mm-hmm. and we never we never know why uh because like at the end when he's finally like i it wasn't until i heard your voice that i knew and i was like so you didn't know you were reincarnated to torture this woman until you heard her voice yeah that was one thing that it was like that that's not the one thing there's many things as you guys know from my notes but (laughs) that was one of the things that like i was like you could have had an easy explanation if you were going to do this in exposition if you were going to tell not show then you know you could have at least told us how he knew Mm -hmm. like that was the thing Mm -hmm. that got me it was just like okay yeah oh you're gonna say it happened in the coffee shop which is what i you guys can correct me if you guys saw something different but like his explanation was that oh i saw her in the coffee shop and she has your essence and i couldn't resist and i'm like Mm. yeah but you weren't that stellar beforehand so like did it just hit you like a bolt of lightning like oh no i am this other entity reborn Right in the middle right. of the coffee shop in New Orleans, and he doesn't struggle with who am I. He's just like, nope, this is me now, and, that, and now he just I'm rolls with it. Like... He just rolls with it. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, here we go. I'm here. Look, he supposedly has ex girlfriends who he's also put through some shit, but it wasn't until this one where he's like, this one was the purpose out because we were completing this circle, and he gets her the same fucking earrings, which I'm just like, huh. If he was trying to be subtle, you know, because he was essentially gaslighting the mother until like the last possible minute right and then yeah until he said until he tells the mother that he will do everything for her daughter for her own good and that's when the mom's like ding or <laughs> well, i guess for like the fifth time <laughs> it was like yeah. ding. i was right but it's still like but then you don't you still don't go to your daughter you sort of tell your daughter hey just so you know this is what he told me all the time here's just, my thing the phrase they chose is from the abuser's handbook and so yeah. I don't know how you can know that specifically the person who used to say it to you. <laughs> it's, it's literally page five of the abuser's handbook. Um, yeah. True, true. Oh, yeah. I've heard it's not it a chapter. <laughs> it <laughs> was so obvious. Boyfriends, theater departments, they all say that. And so yeah. I just. Oh, we're just looking out for you. Right? Have some yeah. pizza. Oh, so you have a pizza <laughs> lunch. Now you don't get a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, again, I just wanted her to have actual tangible evidence because it was like earrings. He said that. <laughs> the birth charts. And I was like, give her something. Give her some proof. Let him say something, slip up, say something personal or something like that. But it was never that until yes, <laughs> she's in I, the house. <laughs> and we're expected to believe that he, he found, let's just say, let's go with argument's sake, that he found out in the coffee shop. Like that is when he had his like ah, moment. He only slips up when he, the only slip up he has with, with Balavi is when he completes her, like, um, when your commander says, drop down to the ground, you drop down to the ground line. Like, right. that's it? Are we expected to believe that's his only slip up? Right. Which is also kind of abusery as well. Like, <laughs> I don't like him. I was like, yeah, but see, that's Indian dad abusery, so they let that in. Oh. Because okay. <laughs> that, that was Usha's dad's line, right? Like, yeah. 
because no, there's supposedly a whole story where he said that and saved some troops. Yeah. And and they were very proud of that. But it's also the thing that she always says to her daughter. And I'm just like, of all the things taken from your parents, why that? And this yeah. just hit me. That's what she tells her when he's about to stab her in the kitchen. She's like dropped to the ground. Yeah. And, and then she finally saves, does. The yeah. one time she listens to her mother, the entire movie. <laughs> I I hate the whole fight sequence because it's done so slowly for no fucking reason. Yeah. What? And like, I get like, that the mom is stabbed in the stomach, but like, I feel like you could move a little easier than that, especially with adrenaline going. I don't know. Yeah. Before the stab, I was like, what are we doing? Because she says, drop down to the ground. And it's almost like they were walking it to market. And nobody was like, we should do it again with the actual speed. And, one, and I'm two, just like, stab. <laughs> one, two, dodge. Like, I was like, y'all are like tiptoeing around. And I feel like this is a moment of violence. This is where your stakes are supposed to be picking up. And I'm, I'm not stressed. I don't feel the tension. I'm, I'm watching you slowly fight each other. <laughs> and then there's like a, a moment where Bolivie grabs his hand and like just kind of like bashes it like repeatedly against, against yeah. the sink. And I'm like, girl, I, I just just if you're going to do that, angle it for the like she could have angled it at one point for the knife to cut him. But like she's just like banging his wrist. And I'm just like, is he just letting you do this? Because he could have gotten out of that so easily. Also, we're in a kitchen. A kitchen is where all the weapons live. Yes. Why are we running at him and being like thrown around? Like we could pick up knives, we could pick up pans, which we eventually do. Right. Like, the fight could have been so much more, and instead we got. But this. you, but you settle on the Indian nonsense of chili powder being thrown into his eyes. Yeah. First yeah. of all, first of all, most people don't use chili powder. At least not in my house. We use actual Thai green chilies, my pals. That is what adds the heat to our shit. Actual fucking chilies. I'm happy you said that because when they were sitting down at dinner, she's like, we had to make it like yours and we had to go out and get more chili pepper. And I was like, did you? No, 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 no. <laughs> we don't use powder. Like our, our other stuff is powdered. Like, you know, like the actual masala is like, cause they're all mixed together. But the actual heat component comes from peppers. The more Jason Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sometimes, so this goes back to the timeline of this whole film. Because mm -hmm. sometimes I wish any film that centers a romance like this one does, I wish it would give us a clear indication of what time has passed. Because, we, okay, so we get very subtle context clues. Like at one point she's talking to her mom when she tells her she's met someone. And she yeah. said it's been three to four weeks. Okay, well, a month. The next time we see them, her friend has had her baby. So that's what? Couple Two, months, three months more. Sounds right, because she seemed about like maybe oh. six months or so. Right. Then, so, we, yeah. but we never really know that for sure. No. Especially something that the daughter keeps trying to. The mom is saying it's too fast. The daughter is saying no, it's not. Well, we need to know like how long ha has it been? Six months? Has yeah. it been three months? Has it been two weeks? Like, <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't have a specific timeline, but I knew it was too fast because I've seen this movie before in my own friend circles. And I'm just like, you know how this is going to end, right? And they're like, no, it's different. We're engaged. I'm like, you met him two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Uh, just, it moved, like, like what? This movie's, what, 89 minutes? So I get that they had to, like, hustle, which, you know, usually ideal. But, like, I wouldn't have minded if this movie was a little longer if they, like, actually, gave like... Gave us something? Yeah. <laughs> Raised the stakes, gave us tension... Made someone feel like they were in danger. Come on, they broke every other Hindu rule. She could have, she they could have raised the stakes. Just a little. Just a little snitch. I, <laughs> another reason I was really excited for this is because, like, it's written by a playwright. Like, they, mm. there was a whole audible thing for playwrights a few years ago. And Madhuri Shakur, I believe I'm saying that correctly ish. Um, <laughs> um, Madhuri Shakur, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, Madhuri Shakur. Madhuri Shikar. Yeah. Awesome. That's yay. Okay. So that's our actual name. <laughs> Thank you. No problem. <laughs> I just have to look at it. <laughs> no. Because I was like, I never actually heard her name because like she's a playwright. I never get to see any of her work because right. COVID. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, I want I want to support all the like brown playwrights, especially if you're winning contests and getting your stuff in the movies. And this was not it. And I know that she adapted this screenplay. So I kind of want to see the actual script that was adapted to see if that makes more sense. Yeah, I wonder if the book is just more interesting. <laughs> it's terrible to say, but it's true. Oh, it might be. It probably is. 
Especially <laughs> if this is like her first screenplay because she won a contest. I can see there being some hiccups, especially with Bloomhouse just being inherently evil. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can see there being some things that are not her fault in this finished product. And so I'd like to see the source material. Because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like there could be stuff in there that's actually like tense and makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I would love to see that and I would love to see how different it is, especially given like the stereotypes and stuff, because this movie kind of went like hard on the stereotypes. I know we've already touched upon it a little bit, but it's like, it went hard. Like, okay, fine. Astrology is a big part of like Hindu culture to the point, like my name is my name because of my birth chart. So when I was born, my parents actually named me Rena because that was the name they liked. But then my grandparents are very traditional. So they consulted like a pundit in India with my birth chart, blah, 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 to divine what letter my name should start with. So they, it should start with a B, which is like the BH sound. And then my, my mom was like, there's no nice girl names that start with the head. <laughs> 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 but this was the nicest one. It's Sanskrit. And in Sanskrit, my name means emotions or like feeling. So you hear it a lot in a lot of political speeches, and it always throws me for a loop. I'm like, what? Hello? <laughs> yes? I'm here. <laughs> What's up? Present? <laughs> <laughs> to give you an indication about, like, how, like, this is the nicest name you could have with that. When I was in school in India for a year in, like, grade five, I was Bhavna S-H-A. <laughs> <laughs> So not just Bhavna S, not Bhavna, not Bhavna S, not Bhavna SH, Bhavna SHA. Give <laughs> <laughs> you an idea. But like, it's not 100% with the birth charts and horoscopes either, like the way she has it. She has it like pumped up to like a milli. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was all about the birth charts. And had they, and, ha- and to put, touch on our other point, had they just, you know, given us a little more context, we would have known that it's not just her obsession with the charts like she's not the stereotype but what what happens right and again when she goes in to, in to consult that one man about the birth charts right. he's like this is great this is the this is the perfect match and i'm like so am i supposed to believe her or am i not is the daughter in danger or is she not in danger <laughs> i don't get it but he did drop this is one of the things this is this was actually another point i wanted to make like this is one of the drops that they put in for the culture where if you knew you knew and you also knew this guy was full of shit because he says that um, she was born under the what was it called the barani star and like that star means that you know some shady shit is afoot it literally <laughs> means that oh, no. like it's cruel or active like nakshakra which means like active evil <laughs> essentially <laughs> for lack of a better translation so basically this shit is sus <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like you gotta, it's like, it's it means that like, you know, basically something harmful or deceptive or something coming is like, you know, is coming up. And I'm like, if this bro- if this dude was born under that, it's not auspicious, my guy. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> it's not auspicious, my it's guy. Perfect. But that was such, it's perfect. It's perfect match. <laughs> yeah, but that's something like not any everybody needs to know. Like, I had to look it up because I'm just like, what does this star mean? Like, if they mentioned it, it must mean something. Like, it's not right. a throwaway. So I had to look into it and I'm like, bruh. This is this is the Easter egg you choose to drop as opposed to anything else that would have made this movie make sense. <laughs> yeah, because it just adds, that just adds more questions. Like, if they knew that, then the mom knows. I don't know. I don't know. That, that's my other thing. This woman has spent 29 years looking at charts and doing the research because she believes this curse is a real thing. And she's never shared this knowledge with her daughter or her husband, apparently. <laughs> but she spent three decades studying. So she knows some stuff. Why is she bringing in outside sources for things that she already knows how to do? Because she, pr- she probably gaslit herself, to be honest. That's what it felt like. Because when after she has the phone call with Cindy, she's like, look, let me look at the charts again. And she's like, nine months later. I'm like, you couldn't do the math <laughs> months ago? <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> she yeah. couldn't have done the math. Uh, the other, like, the other put thing they put in, which I actually got off the bat, which made me go, this is sus, is her birthday cake. So that was another thing that's, like, a, a thing in the culture. Like, I was, you're not supposed to blow out all your candles. You're supposed to leave one. Like, oh. that's a thing. That's a thing, like, all Indian people do. You always leave the one. You do not. You leave one extra. <clears throat> so they, so when she left one, I was like, okay, that's normal. But then when it when she like un when she snubbed she, it out with like her finger, I was like, oh, "That's bad luck." <laughs> like, I was like, "That's bad luck." 
what's gonna happen? <laughs> like, I didn't even know that wasn't normal until I was like an adult. Wow. Like, I thought that was like a thing for everybody because, like, you know, you think birthday cake, you don't really think Indian culture. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of makes sense because, like, when you give money and stuff too, you never give an even amount. That's bad luck. You have to give like an like another one. So, like, let's say for example, I got a birthday check and someone wanted to give me fifty bucks. They always gave me fifty one. Oh. Or like if they wanted to give you 20, you give 21 because it's like that, you know, even numbers run out, you have one extra. Oh. I like that. For luck. I like that because it gives me more money. <laughs> <laughs> Covers the taxes. Something else that they hit on with the mom that they never went back to or to clarify or did anything with, mm-hmm. they kind of made her a hermit. Like the daughter says she hasn't left the house. Why would she leave the house? She has. She's never. She hasn't left the house in years or whatever. When she Months. runs off to the the yeah the bridge, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they never touch on Which that. something they never explained. I thought she actually left the house until that point. I just thought they just always shot the scenes in the house. Like she she started hermiting around the time that Sandeep showed up. Because the friends are like, we miss you. Where are you? And she's like, I got migraines down. And they don't explain these migraines if they're real. Because if they're real, this is a lot of fucking migraines. And so she should probably see a doctor about that. <laughs> I'm watching at the hospital anyway. I'm not saying it's cancer, but it's probably cancer. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> her flashes. Yeah. They kind of made her almost seem like, is she supernatural? Like, is she, does she have some kind of, like, mystical fortune-telling sound? Like, because every time she had a migraine, she would have a vision. Yeah. Like, or like a flashback. No, no, yeah. She had some visions too, right? Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. Because she also yeah. saw her daughter falling through the water and like drowning know. and whatever. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Can I just, something I did like about this movie mm-hmm. every single actor in this film is hot as fuck. <laughs> I was like, even the mom and the dad, I was like, everybody. Everybody's everybody. Everybody's fucking hot. Everybody's hot. <laughs> everybody was hot. Like, I I didn't look up the director, so I don't know if it was a director or actor, but I did wish that Sandeep had had some sort of levels because he was yeah. always monotone, which is why I was like, he's too boring to be anybody murderous. <laughs> he's got that model face. <laughs> really pretty to look at. And so I just wish somebody had been like, try it a little bit angrier. Because even at the end when shit's going down, he's like, well, let's all go upstairs then. And I'm like, good <laughs> sir. <laughs> he did. He did play frazzled really well. Like I could see the confusion. <laughs> yes. You want to go up now? Oh, okay. Okay. Sure. No, no, no. We'll stay here. No, I'll grab your bags. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm not freaking out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it was interesting to see that the actor who played Sandeep Mm-hmm. looked exactly like the actor that played the old boyfriend, which was a really good act- casting choice. The casting, I think, is fantastic for this film. Yeah. It's everything else that fell through. That is a good thing I can say about this movie, is that the actors kind of went with it, and they rolled with it, so they it was never them that took me out. Yeah. Like, there was no. never any overacting, there was never any underacting, there was never any that kind of stuff that, like, took me out. That normally takes me out on movies, is usually like, alright, this person didn't bring it. This is, like, 100% the writer's same because like Pallavi has that monologue where she's probably having it out with her mom and I'm like she's acting but this is just not a good monologue and it feels very melodramatic we stepped to a Lifetime movie which yeah. <laughs> until the last 20 minutes it felt like a Lifetime movie that happened to have brown people yeah and like <laughs> that's it that's it and like the thing was like I speaking of Pallavi and her her stuff right like I get I get what they were trying to do, but I only get what they were trying to do because I've seen movies like this before, not necessarily the reincarnation bullshit plot, but like I mean like uh her being close to her mom, like you know, Western, whatever. Like I, I get it. I've not lived her life, but I can I can get it. But like she's that close to her mom and she only tells her that they've moved in after the fact. What the fuck? She's that close to her mom and she only tells them they're engaged after the fact. What the fuck? And I mean, I get it. They're trying to show that he's abusive, controlling, whatever that, you know, and that she thinks that her mom's going crazy. I get that because I can read between the lines. But, <laughs> you know, like, right. I'm like. It would have been nice to have a scene where she's like, I need to call my mom. He's like, let's not do that. Let's go cook dinner instead or something, you know, to show that he is controlling her. I feel like that's the movie that it needed to be and where we see those moments between Sandeep and Pallavi where it's like, I don't trust him. And instead of he's the golden boy and her mother's tripping. That's the movie we got and I wanted the other movie instead because like nobody needs that. Because again, 
And you want to say Mino Trash? Let's do it. <laughs> and I wish they would have focused in on her friends because there was that line that Usha had on the phone with her being like, so what do your friends think about him? Oh, well, they mm. love him. Yeah, but what do they think about you quitting your job and moving in with him and letting him pay your rent? And it's like, oh, you haven't told them, have you? Like, I wish we would have had... I wish her friends weren't throwaway. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They had two scenes. One is, we're pregnant and making chai. And the other one was, he's a keeper. <laughs> you know you should marry that one. And we never saw them again, which another item in the abuser's handbook is to isolate the person they're abusing. And so if we could see him fuck up these friendships for her or see him make her choose between her and the friends, it would have it would have made more sense. Because yeah. right now, we're, again, we're making things up for them because they didn't give it to us. So they get right. well, because, like Sheree said earlier, that he's so boring, but it would have been nice to see him be charming in his abusive way. You know what I mean? Because all those movies are like this. You have the guy that's like, Oh, he's like, but but honey, what about us? Mm-hmm. We're gonna, we're supposed to have a date night, and you want to go out with your friends? Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we even saw that in like what Invisible Man. At least they showed us that in Invisible Man, and like yeah. the other thing, you know, another Bl- uh, an actual Blumhouse good movie that has nothing yeah. to do with Jason Blum. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, that was not. He is not the reason that movie's good. No. <laughs> No, yeah. but in spite like, of him. <laughs> but I agree. We should have seen him be charming. Like I'm assuming he like as part of the charm of these abusers is that they make you think it's your choice that you want to be with them all the time that you want to do that. Like I can't tell you how many times I've seen that happen in like my friends' relationships and stuff too, where oh, it's yeah. like they may not be like really abusive, but I'm like I see that kind of behavior and I'm like mm-hmm. early signs, early signs. Yeah. Oh, but I want to. Oh, but I want to. I'm like. Mm-hmm. But what about what you wanted three months ago? That's a, that's another thing. Like she that's seems it. so passionate about her job, even though she loved. I mean, you could tell that she really was a mm-hmm. writer, but she she also liked to teach. She never really had a moment of being like, oh, "I wish I wasn't doing this." If they wanted to play that she really didn't want to teach and she wanted to write, then I wanted to see that. But I never, I didn't get either choice. No, I, I didn't really get to see that. I didn't get that she loved her job. I just got that she had a job, which we've all been there. But um, that her independence meant something to her, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did get, and because I could, part of the reason I work is so I can have independence. <laughs> um, that too. And not because I enjoy it. Sometimes, I mean, right now I'm kind of pushy, but fine. But usually, I'm just like, I hate this job, but I'm going. And so I. I wish that we could have known she was a writer without Sandy being like, what would you do if you didn't have to pay bills? I'm like, that shouldn't be the first time we find out that she's a writer. Right. No, especially she cares that much about it. Yeah. yeah if she if she cares that much to lose her independence to do that, like that's a choice. And if that's true, then we need to see that earlier in the movie. Yeah. I, I feel like who she was before she met him and who she was after she met him are two different characters because before she's skeptical and she doesn't really need love. Even her friends are like, what do you think you believed in love? Which was a weird line, but whatever. And then she meets this man at a coffee shop and she's like, oh, well now I could be a kept woman and it's fine. And I'm like, oh, and there, there was no, there was no, Don't get me there wrong. Was, there was no slow transition. It was like black, white, like, like a, a 180 or whatever. Yeah. Like, listen, don't get me wrong. If I could get all my bills paid so I could focus in on, like, you know, like, bloody broads and, like, my own writing and other things like that, fuck it. I'll take it. I'll take the financial right? stability. Let's do it. Sign me up. Yeah, find me a sugar daddy that doesn't want any sugar. We're good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, the fact and if he's attractive, I'll give him some sugar. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, and she didn't even have a backup plan, which, because, again, who she was up top, she was her own person. Mm-hmm. And so just, just sort of see her fall into this and then be like, I'm doing it because my mother pressured me and this whole, whole monologue about it. And like, no, who did this to you? Why are you this way? Like, maybe it's just because I'm like a perpetually single person, you know, or like that I just value my independence so much that like, you know, not that I wouldn't take any help if it was provided to me, but I also like I, I like to buy things that I earned. You know, mm-hmm. or like do things for myself that I earned as opposed mm-hmm. to just like somebody being like, here's a thing. So if which is the vibe I got off her. Right. That's the vibe that's, I got off that's her. That's why she didn't beginning. want the earrings. That's why she was hesitant to let him to move in with him. She was hesitant to, you know, do any of that stuff. And then all of a sudden she's just like, OK, I'll do it. And I we don't him. get any reason why. Yeah. <sighs> We didn't see any of their relationships. The only snippets we got of him, now that I'm thinking back on it, are just basically when she's on the phone with her mom. Yep. And then the one, like, vodka night where they were talking about who they slept with. Yeah. Yeah. I And that's when he was like, oh, yeah, my last girlfriend tried to, like, 
kill herself when I was leaving her. And I was like, um, suspect. Yeah. But yeah, we had none of their relationship. Now you're talking about it, though. We had none of it. It was always, are you going to your mom? Let me be in the room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everything all right? Right? I'm like, what do y'all do when the mom's out on the phone? Do you even interact with each other? Was <laughs> that a mom called it? <laughs> I love that moment. He's, he's literally watching her, like, it's a, it's a scene with the monologue mm-hmm. with the mom, and she's like in tears, like so upset. She even hangs up on her mother, which you can tell she never does. Yeah. And then he's like, is everything okay? No, what you think? <laughs> what? <laughs> Read the room. <laughs> Context clues, my dude. Context clues. Honestly. <laughs> it's like he was stumbling through the abuser's guide and just like... <laughs> He flunked, he flunked group grade one of the abuser's guide, but he's like, let's just wing it and see what happens. I don't know. Listen, my dude, the bar's in hell. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And he still tripped and fell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I really wanted to like this movie. It yeah. was one of the 2020, yeah, 2020 yeah. Bloomhouse movies that dropped on Amazon. Because yeah. it was this one, Black Box, and then two, with all white cast. Fantasy um, Island, wasn't that a part of it? Or was that earlier? <laughs> That was, that, this was the year of was like early. the lie, and I forgot the other one. I think Fantasy right. Island was pre-COVID. Yeah, so I think, I think, it, it, was but I think it came out during COVID, didn't it? Wasn't it a 2020 film? I don't know. Mm. Blumhouse came out with a lot of shit. True. A lot of shit, literally and figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I know that we have we've been shitting on the writers a lot, and I don't know if this is a writer line or an ad lib, but yeah. the best line in this film is during the dinner scene when the daughter says. Never trust a white man with a pressure cooker. <laughs> okay, well, I can give you some context to that. So what they were making is something called Italy, which is one of my favorites, and I might actually have some after this. Because <laughs> we have some frozen Italy. I am not above frozen food. But like you, it's like little fermented rice cakes. So like you can, you have to like, you can make them in the pressure cooker. You have to like make the, the you can speed up the ferment fermentation process. And like you make somber in it as well. Somber is like a stew. And the South Indian dish, and they're South Indian. That is one of the things that I do want to say about this movie is that they hit the nails on the South Indian, like, like nomenclature and like environment and stuff, and like uh, language and like other stuff too. Like, and now I'm going off on sidetrack. You guys know me. You've listened to my pod. When do I stay on point? <laughs> um, <laughs> and if you guys haven't, check us out. Yes. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, them calling her call uh, the dad calling uh, the mom amma or like her calling her amma that's a South Indian term or like a Tamil term for mom. Italy is a South Indian dish, like you know, mirchi sabji is like kind of like a South Indian dish as well. Is it a South Indian thing? Because when he when Sandeep uh, talked to her parents. He yeah. called them like uncle and auntie or something like that. That's a that's an Indian thing as well. Okay. Like if you're not related Figured. to like it's a, it's like a form of respect. Like if you don't know them, you call them mm-hmm. uncle and aunt. Like if they're familiar, like in the terms of like family friends or like in this case, you know, they're, he's not they're not in laws yet, so he's not going to call them mom and dad. Right, yeah. right, gotcha. right. He's going to call them like uncle and auntie, which is normal. Which I know sounds like really fucked up in an incest kind of way, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's like respect. I get it. Like it's it's showing them you're respected. Respect, but like you've got the familiarity. Mm -hmm. Like you're you're not not a stranger. You're not a sir or a ma'am, but you're an uncle or an auntie. Ma'am, (laughs) ma'am. This is a Wendy's. (laughs) 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 But no, it's really, really good. But since we're on the topic of the culture, though, they done goofed. This is this is why I was so lost because they messed up on like the they got like three different concepts going on and none of them were right. They had like reincarnation, evil eye, and karma, and none of them worked the way yeah. that they did it. Because like the idea of reincarnation is tied in with karma as well, like karma as well. Uh, that like you know everybody knows about karma or at least the baseline where it's like you know every action has an opposite and equal reaction in terms of like what you do with your life Mm -hmm. so you know if you're good you you will then how it ties into reincarnation is and then you will come back as something good but like if you do so if you're horrible with your life you will then come back as like you know i don't know a gnat or like a mosquito or something something exactly so the idea that he would come back again as a human didn't make sense in that regard because he was an abusive dink mm-hmm. so like he wouldn't come back as a human they really just needed toxic mosquitoes 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm happy you brought that up, Bob, not because I was like, I know that like my understanding comes from really Christopher Pike, so I'm going to shut up, but it does not feel like this is lining up. <laughs> so I'm happy that like, Uncle yeah. Chris led me right, because I'm like, yeah. this doesn't feel right, but I don't. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that we, whole idea of karma. Like I've I've studied a little bit of Hindu, no, not much. Don't get me wrong, but like the idea of karma and like reincarnation and coming back at because isn't like a long like a long long time ago was Hindu like kind of in a class structure kind of thing, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you would you would do good things to to move up in this in the class structure. You could, yeah, you could definitely do that. Like in some some of the cultures, because again, everything branches out and stuff. Right, but right. like, yeah, that is one of the things you could do to kind of come back as like something better in a sense right. which is fucked up and we don't have time to unpack all that. right right <laughs> a lot of people have moved past that so that's good yes but we but the other thing they fuck up is the concept of the evil eye so it's like the evil eye is a curse so it's like you know we have a thing like it's, it's more commonly known as booty nuzzer which literally means like bad eye or evil eye and you try and keep that stuff away from you so the symbolism was right so like the little eye like to ward it off that was that was correct but it's more like you know you're casting your bad juju on me in a mm -hmm. sense so for him to come back is that it's not really like that curse didn't really make sense to me in a cultural sense that he would come back to do that to you like that didn't make any sense to me and like evil eye isn't necessarily generational but it can be because it's like you know think of maleficent right. <laughs> You know, it can right. be, but it's usually not. And it's like, I don't know. It just didn't make sense to me. I mean, any other people out there, any kind of like evil eye scholars want to want to correct me? I'm know. open to it. But basically my understanding of it and what I grew up with and stuff, that doesn't, it didn't make sense to me. So I was totally lost. I'm like, you're trying to work with three things and none of them worked. Yeah. No, no. It, it concerns me because I... I'm going to assume that means that there was some bothering this writer <laughs> to do things a certain way, as opposed to her being like, let me fuck up what I know. <laughs> For shits and giggles. <laughs> and we know that that is a thing that happens in Hollywood quite often. And so I wonder, I want to see the original script. I want to see what she actually wrote before she adapted it with this particular production company yeah. duo. Yeah. Right, because like you said earlier, she did do all like a lot of the gra the grammatical things and words and terms and stuff were correct. Yeah. So it's weird to me that then the, some really like intrinsic concepts to that culture would be so misused. So I wonder how much of that was Blumhouse. Yeah, because it's Probably also <laughs> also the language was correct, like right. the terms and stuff. Because normally it's very stiff when I hear like people use hindi and stuff like blah 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 like i had one note on the eternals essentially as well i was like <laughs> that linguistically everything was great except for this one word but like <laughs> right but like like the terms and stuff because some people will go literal in their translations instead of going to the actual phrase that's used that doesn't translate to english so like the term like one of the ones that i was actually like chef's kiss to was when they were in the kitchen and Sandeep tells Usha to shut up. Like the term he used was correct, which is like mubangaro, which means to close your mouth. But like mm -hmm. the way he said it and everything too is like, oh yeah, I've been in heated situations where like I've heard my dad say that to somebody or like my grandfather or like my mom or like whoever. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, right. that tracks. And like even on the bridge, right? Like, you know, he's like, I'm trying to explain it to you. The literal translation of what he said on the bridge was like, like I'm trying to explain it to you with love. Like, but it's basically just him being like, you know, I'm saying it to you calmly, like peacefully, like, right. yeah. like that kind of stuff. And she's like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I think a lot of the visuals in this film are really pretty. Like a lot of her visions mm -hmm. were really pretty, like cinematically. Yes. And I like that it was just shot in New Orleans, but they actually made it look like New Delhi. Like really? in some parts. Yeah. yeah. I That's looked that up. Shocking. I was like, did they shoot this in India? It's like, no, they didn't. I was like, That's <laughs> cool. Good for them. No. I figured they were lying because first off, Blumhouse is not going to spend money on brown people. And secondly, <laughs> like it was a lot of indoor shots. And I was like, this is the best way to travel. I've seen TV before. <laughs> <So> <laughs> but even the decoration, even like the layout of the kitchen and like all that stuff was very Indian. Like okay. you could tell, like, and I guess that's why they kept it tight on the indoors. But one thing, bro, sorry, I had to bring this up. Eight, the only un well one of the only unrealistic things about this film amongst others was the <laughs> fact that that was the smallest fucking Indian wedding I've ever seen. Like oh, that was the tiny. wedding, yeah. it was so tiny that was in like someone's house, and I'm like, 
no no especially if these people you assume they have money they have to have money yeah the fact that they have a kid in america they've got like you know servants are a dime a a dozen over there but like they've got money professor right yeah at a university or whatever so even the way their house is decorated that's like then right. people's got money. And, and at the end, the daughter's like, my dad could afford a plane ticket. Like, you're not fooling me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and she doesn't seem like someone that would be naive to the finances of the household either. So it's like... And that's another reason why I didn't understand why she was struggling so hard in America. And then when this other guy rolls in with money, she's like, oh, he can afford to buy me this apartment. And I'm just like, make it make sense. Because you seem to be coming from money. I'm not saying you're loaded, but you seem to be coming from money. Well, I think the mom, money just went stretches farther in India. Like okay. stuff yeah. is cheaper. So like I can understand why they're living so affluently over there. But like she's still not. It doesn't seem like she's in debt. Like you well, know. And her mom tells her when she when they're arguing have the big argument towards like the middle of the movie that how would you feel if we paid for you to to not work and to and to just write and she yeah. was like I would never take that. So it's like it's I think she went to America. Their parents probably paid for a plane ticket. And then she was like, okay, I don't want to take any more charity money from you, blah, blah, blah. And to, but then it's weird, though, that she so easily does it with this man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what know, I'm right. saying. No, yeah. Because her mom was like, you didn't want to leave your apartment, which is why we, we didn't push it. And she's like, well, he's paying for it now, and so it's fine. And also, <laughs> she was no like, sense. this $1,000 doesn't mean a whole lot to him. And I'm like, is that 1000 on top of what you're paying? Or did you find his big-ass apartment for yeah. $1,000? Like, is he helping with the rent, or is he just paying the rent? Like, what is it? Because what apartment is $1,000 in this economy? Oh, well, I mean New Orleans, if this is post-Katrina. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. But that nice? But no. that was a that was a house. It looked like that did not look yeah, like an apartment. That didn't that look like an like apartment. That looked like a, yeah, it no, did. Sh- and I'm like, maybe I'm just used to Toronto prices. But a thousand would get me a basement, <laughs> maybe not near a subway station no, with no but, windows. <laughs> he bought her an apartment, but like at the end, the fight's happening in his house because yeah. she's moving in. But I, stylistically, they're so similar. I thought it was the same house the first time I watched it, and then now I'm like, okay. <laughs> Right, and I'm like that was that was really kind of ridiculous to be like I'm gonna get an apartment on your money for a moment, but then we'll move in in a couple months. Just go ahead and move in. Just like, who are you lying to? <laughs> Just go ahead and do that. Yeah, honestly, so many questions, so little answers. <laughs> Hence, why I'm like it's 89 minutes, but I wouldn't have minded if you stretch it to 100 for <laughs> for some Just answers give us here. Something. If we could have some raised steaks, <laughs> I would go back in for another 20. And again, maybe that's in the original script and maybe there was some bothering of the writer for this or maybe after she wrote the screenplay, they were like, thanks, rearrange, <laughs> I'm unassemble. I don't know. <laughs> but because again, there's so many things that seem right and so many things that seem wrong. And so it's just, what? who knows what happened? There we go. All right, well, let's get, it, let's get spicy, y'all. Let's get into some hot takes. All right, so... I should have known. I didn't pick this up the first time I watched it, and this time I did. That it was fucking Priyanka Chopra Jonas that produced this bullshit. <laughs> oh, Priyanka! Like Priyanka. this is this is the thing. I was a massive fan of her when she was an actor and when she was doing Indian films because you know she brought the caliber up. She pushed to make more like realistic or dramatic films and not just your popcorn flicks. But she was great in the popcorn flicks as well. Like she actually. She can act in Hindi. She can't really act in English, which like her skills don't really translate. And that sucks. But, you know, like I was a fan of hers until she essentially opened her mouth over here. (laughs) She was great until she did not say anything about her romantic life. And then as soon as she started talking about her romantic life, and then like her opinions on Indian politics are also garbage and a bunch of other things. But anyway... She's the type of, she's the type, I don't know how to explain the type of Indian that she is, but she's the type of Indian I don't like. Like, I don't know how to explain it. And like, I should have known that this was produced by her from that, like, that line about the, when your commander says you drop to the ground, you drop to the ground, because both of her parents were like doctors in the military. Mm. So she was a military brat growing up. So I don't know if she talks about that a lot. Like she, and she was really, really close to her dad. She actually has a tattoo that says daddy's little girl on her no. wrist. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 
Yes, and sometimes the way she talks about her dad, I'm kind of like, mm. and given like this girl's relationship with her dad, I'm like, mm. like I'm not saying anything untoward. I'm just saying like the similarities. I'm just like, mm, mm, how much how much power did you have in this Priyanka? <laughs> I, I feel like getting daddy's girl on your body after the age of five is just wrong. No, she got that tattoo. I think in her twenties. Oh. And it was a big, it was a big, because oh, she was still just an actress in India at that point. So, like, so for her to have, like, a visible tattoo, because everybody has tattoos, but they just don't talk about it. There's, like, a lot of things in the press you don't talk about in your personal life when you're an Indian celebrity. And tattoos are, like, one of them. So she had it, like, right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I'll have follow-up questions, but we're going to go yeah. ahead and figure <laughs> Yeah, so basically, I'm just like, of course this was produced by you <laughs> you thought you were doing well but you're not doing amazing sweetie. <laughs> you tried funny enough my hot take is Blumhouse is a menace um <laughs> like I I keep I keep wanting them to do the right things because they get some good stuff like they get the Halloween franchise they paid for that so that's theirs for now and they have like random things I'm like that's not awful but like we keep failing. <laughs> we keep failing black and brown people specifically. <laughs> like, again, the year this came out, it was one of the four they dropped on Prime. 50% of those were all white cast as usual. And then it was this and Black Box, which gave us Felicia Rashad, who's problematic as fuck. And so, <laughs> right? Right? And he's going to like go do stuff with like Tyler Perry now, which I will never let die down. And I'm just like, why can't you, why can't you just hire actual black and brown people to like do something with this money you keep trying to throw away? Honestly, it's almost like Priyanka is trying to be the Tyler Perry of Blumhouse, but for brown people. Wait, <laughs> like, they never meet in that same meeting? Oh, she'd probably just in that meeting anyway. <laughs> Oh, always. No, I just, I want, I want him to hire people and give them the agency to do what they want to do. Because again, like you were saying, some of it's, enough of it is right to where we can understand that the writer did have some of her say in this. Yeah. But some of it is wrong. <laughs> and I feel like that's the Blumhouse buddy Some men. of it. Some of it. I'm doing air quotes. Some of it is wrong. Some of it is possibly Jason Bloom and friends. Um, <sighs> So, yeah. <laughs> just <sighs> <laughs> yeah, Bloomhouse. <laughs> they started off really great. Bloomhouse started out really great. Like I, I was like, it was like hit after hit after hit, and not just like commercially. I'm like, you know, as a horror fan, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then no, yeah, no the bigger they, the bigger they rise, the harder they fall. At this point, he should just be like, here's a stack of money. Yes. Do with it what you will. Yes, because what we keep getting is stuff that's like <laughs> it's it's not always racist, but it kind of sometimes is. But you have like black people on it because like I did not watch. I think it's Black as Night, which was last year's. Um, oh yeah, Amazon no, I haven't drop. seen that either because I didn't bother. No, my friends watched it and they were like, "There is a depiction of animated slavery," and like I don't need to see that. Yeah, and no, so thank you. Right. And so he keeps he keeps finding people and then he keeps like having somebody muscle in to make it wrong. And I'm just like, why don't you just let the people you hire do the things? Instead of you being like, but also white people need to see some cartoon slavery. Who who thought that was the way? Who needs to see cartoon slavery? Yeah, wild thought. Why don't you just put education about slavery in your actual curriculum so that we don't need to educate people on it in such violent and graphic ways that is unnecessary at this point. If you just put it in your curriculum, like people that respect and own what they've done in history. Wild idea. Except now in America, we're trying to stop even the littlest bit. I'm teaching about racism and slavery and because we shit. never started, and so they're like, "Why should we change it up?" Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm tired of people. Anti-Semitism. Saying, I don't know her. Listen, listen. Who did? I'm, who did? I'm, I'm so tired of people learning about racism from HBO. I'm tired of that. They're just like, "Oh no, I'm watching The Watchmen. It's hard out here for you." I'm like, uh-huh, "No shit." <laughs> I had no idea that Tulsa was this hotbed for like you know Listen, black innovation, right? What do you mean they killed everybody in the hotel? And it's not even the first town. I can't keep the story straight. That's where I'm at. 
I'm like, if it was before the 1960s, I can't tell these 19 towns from each other because, like, it's just it's too similar. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh my god, I'm so happy that the watchman brought that to my attention, so I can do nothing and say nothing and learn nothing. But those are a lot of my hot takes, actually. Now that we're here, <laughs> listen, I'm on the show. You know, racism was going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much. It's one of the few things American Canada has in common. I mean, oh yeah. <laughs> and, and, but if you ask any Canadian, they're like, "We're not racist. We're diverse. <laughs> I we're a even. melting pot of culture." Can you give me something that's not buzzwords? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a PWI hit list. It's like we gotta use these 19 words every week. <laughs> the only thing I want melting in my pot is the chili right now. That's going on. That sounds good. Oh, I made chili. I with actual peppers and not chili powder. Uh, see, I'm white in America, so I use chili powder. Mm, no, I <laughs> I want to have a burger because I've not been able to have like food food in a few days, and I think I'm back as of today. So I want a burger so bad. That's all Get I'm thinking about. I just see I'm them dancing to, in my head. <laughs> I'm trying to cut back on the red meat that I'm eating. So my chili, I've used chicken. And I've got turkey burgers in the freezer. So I'm just trying a little bit. I still love a burger. Hey, though. chicken's delicious. Turkey burgers are great too. All meats. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My stomach's equal opportunity. Right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, after this conversation, I'm probably definitely ordering a steak tomorrow when I go out for dinner. So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. So my hot take is I think this movie had potential and concept and cast, but it lost itself in the details. There were no stakes. Nothing made me feel like anyone was in trouble, which makes for a boring movie. Which they had, uh, which if they had paid closer attention to a few details as opposed to what they did, it might have been successful. As you know, not had everything. You know, I, I feel like I say this a lot. There was a lot of loose ends, a lot of things that they, they didn't tie all the knots and make all the bows. And so I feel like if they would have focused this movie a little bit more, and did the thing and raised the stakes and made me feel like, oh shit, she's in trouble. She could die. That I might have liked it more, but I, it's just boring and stall. Okay. Yeah. Had this movie walked out on RuPaul's Drag Race, Michelle Fashage would have <laughs> talked to it about edit- editorializing. It would have been, you need, to, you need to edit what you're doing. Everything I can't see you see. in the dress, right? <laughs> it's like it's hiding your face and your figure. I can't see it. <laughs> right. And it's like what you said. If they they put the focus in on the wrong things, had they put the de- had they paid attention to like other things, it would have been great. Like for example, that thing about the star and like the candle. Like okay, cool. Keep the stuff with the candle in. Maybe take the thing out with the star. Maybe focus in. Like give us like give us like a mon a relationship montage or something. You know, because well, we didn't get any of their relationships. So like if you're you need to know what the core of your story is when you're writing. It's the core of your story. The it's it's very clearly the triangle. The mother, yeah. the daughter, and the, and the boyfriend. Yeah, everybody and, else is just secondary. And everything else should have been said. So the dad got a little too much attention, in my opinion. But, yeah. And they could have done a little less of the like the weird engagement that, that, that was too small in the first place. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that thing. I was just like, mm, that party's too small. Like, for example, COVID times, right? My cousin just had an engagement party. So we had to cut down the numbers. We were still 150 people for an engagement party Jesus. in a hall. <laughs> Like, there was a standby list. <laughs> oh, you got COVID next. <laughs> <laughs> got table of 10 March. opened up Here's right here. Go. Table of 10. Table of 10. <laughs> and that was after cutting out all the kids, by the way. Nobody under 19 was invited. That's for the best. What? <laughs> As it should be, really. That's a good, let's keep that rule, no matter what happens. <laughs> <laughs> It was the easiest way to cut people because then it's like, cool, you two can come, but your three kids can't. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> those three kids ate cereal and watched TV and lived their best lives. Oh, totally. As they should be. I yeah. didn't go to weddings when I ordered, even engagement parties when I was a kid. Like, who, what kid enjoys that? When you're an adult, you go for the booze and the dancing. Let's you can't just say, when you're a kid. there were so many shots happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. So that's our thoughts on many a thing. <laughs> Wedding parties, children, Bloom House, <laughs> uh, food. I had a lot of food talk. <laughs> more importantly, <laughs> right? More important racism. Yes, of course. 
that was our thoughts on Evil Eye. Thank you so much again, Bhavna, for joining us. It was a blast. Thank you for having me. I always have fun on here. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to have you back again. And we'll have to have both of you on soon. We would love it. We would love it. (laughs) Again, thank you everyone for listening. And next week, we'll be covering the 2021 reimagining of the Slumber Party Massacre with Cynthia Gomez. And that's right. I love that reimagining if you haven't seen it. Yeah, okay. That will continue our month of She Already Done Had Hers Is, where we are celebrating women with weapons. That's right. (laughs) WW all month long. (laughs) (laughs) And as always, make sure that you stay fierce out there. Bye. Bye.